Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, it really smells down here. See, this, this is why I don't come down here. This is the only reason you don't come down here? Moot and Bombera, you hear what sounds like (laughs) echoing quacks coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. It's the guard ducks. The the duck thing was real? (laughs) In order to make it past all the other guard ducks we have, you're going to have to quack a little bit just so they know that you're cool. Can you give us a demo so that we have something to practice off of? Yeah. Quack, 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 quack. Quack 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 creating friendships at the same time. Yeah, and you know what? If you want to extend your reach, they can help you with your business venture as well. I had no idea that these resources were available to someone such as I. Oh, they are for everyone in the Dock Ward. To Dungeons and Dragons, we're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore, and if I try and make the same mouth movements as Amy, it throws me off. <laughs> you shouldn't be making my mouth movements. I'm making your mouth movements. This is very strange. Uh, with me today is Amy Moore. Yes, I am. I play Sullivan Slight, a lightfoot halfling rogue. Tom was making fun of you there. <laughs> I wasn't even looking. I missed it. Yep. Man. Gotta watch the playback. Also with me, Carla Maxted. <laughs> That's me. I play Glim, a dragonborn paladin. And Tom Laird. Yeah, I play Moot. He's a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. How's everybody doing today? Good. Doing pretty good. I have wine. Oh, then Amy's doing some, the best. Some of us are doing better than the Indeed. others. Maybe where we're always having wine might be over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We, we don't we can't. We don't know what your beverages are. Yeah. But when you're a patron, uh, where we've got all those sweet, sweet rewards and bonus episodes, but also you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Jack Green. Yay. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Jack. Green. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jack. I like how monosyllabic his name is. It's very powerful. Jack. Very powerful Green. name. Don't you know who I am? Jack, Jack Green. Green. Jack Green. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a power name. So you should pull that from the episode, Jack, and just use it as like your ringtone. <laughs> Don't you know Jack who Green. I am? Jack, Jack Green. Green. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Maybe. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. You can go check out all that sweet stuff over there. Please do. We would love it. Fuck it. Let's play D&D. 
The three of you, Moot, Glim, and Sully, uh, as we now know, are in Waterdeep. And since the last time we saw you, there was a rather large ceremony that took place. One uh, dedicated to those that saved the realm, the Decimators of Dragons, as well as all the many hundreds of thousands of men and women across Faerun who fought against the Cult of the Dragon. Now, we're not going to go through the whole ceremony with you three there, but um, give me a little sense of how you took this whole ceremony in. It was just in like a big kind of village square, correct? Like in the streets, like kind of like a... Yes. Procession. So um, the description—the description—the description that I gave is um, um, at the Castle Waterdeep is where Lady Laryl Silverhand and Lord Never Ember and all the other heads of different factions were uh, set up um, and giving their speeches. So the actual view of them in real world terms was put up on big jumbo screens, jumbotrons kind of all through the city, using magic of sorts, of, of course, course um, in, in, in our world. Um, so, But people were all through the streets of Waterdeep watching and taking this in and giving their thoughts and prayers to those that had lost their lives and those that had come back victorious. I was probably in a tavern, but on a terrace, like outside drinking a beer, watching the, the big screen. I'm keeping, I'm keeping it low-key. I'm not running through the streets. I'm not, you know, I'm just kind of... Now, Sully, um, we know, um, is, or was, rather, um, a member of the Cult of the Dragon. So this is, I mean, you would have heard a few days prior, or at least a couple days prior... Uh, that the Cult of the Dragon lost the battle. What kind of feeling and emotion is Sully going through, knowing that um, the people of Faerun were victorious against them? Well, I think Sully's super happy about it, but I think he's really ashamed. He he never wants the secret to be out. He doesn't want to be uh, grouped or lumped in with those people who did all that, even though he feels like somewhat like he would deserve it, but also feels very, I don't know. He's, he's a little bit torn. He's, he's very much excited that they've lost that the cult lost, but uh, at the same time, he's a little worried about what this could mean for him. And if he's in the clear now or not, he's just kind of sitting on pins and needles I think he's he doesn't want to let get let himself get too too excited. Uh I think Glim uh is of course very inspired by all of this because, you know, she has a destiny to save the world. Um so she probably is standing in front of one of those screens and just like staring, crying, like very intent, not doing really anything else except for kind of taking it in and really feeling like deep feelings of loss, even though, 
you know, she didn't know any of these people personally. It hadn't really affected her where she was in her isolated little community or anything. But the the sadness at having lost people, but more importantly, like how powerful it feels that everybody has come together and risen up and, you know, they're... There's like a lot of love feelings around. Everyone is so happy, even though they are also sad, but they've been victorious. So she's just like crying. Uh, kind of similar to Glim's experience. Moot kind of is in the big like town square in front of one of the viewing screens. And he's just kind of looking around and noticing that there's like all different like races and creeds all in one place, like taking in the same thing. Like he sees tieflings and half orcs and halflings and, you know, everybody in between that are all just like in sh- are like sharing the one moment together. It's a couple days or yeah, two or three days after the ceremony. Since you've been here, the streets have been packed. Camps have been set up in and around the outlying area of Waterdeep. Um, None of you three had been to Waterdeep previously, I think we had established, unless I'm incorrect. Sounds right. Mm -hmm. Sounds correct. Okay. Um, So this is the only way that you've known Waterdeep, um, is full to the brim with people. So it's two or three days after, and a large percentage of the people, now that um, some of the forces have been have come back and gotten become rested. Um, they are starting to take people back out in large caravans to the cities where they originally came from, in the towns, to help rebuild and uh, get a foot back up and get started back with life again. You three have been here for a couple weeks now. Um, where are you staying? I think you had previously mentioned something to the effect of Bahamut, uh, Temple of Bahamut. But. Yeah, I mean, that's like my whole thing is that I am always welcome there. So I feel like I even invited these guys also to stay there with me. Is that accurate? I remember maybe me saying that, but I don't know that I have the authority to do that. They were probably too kind to say that we weren't really allowed to come and stay with you, but they were just like, yeah, that's fine. So you've been there for a couple weeks, and as far as temples go, this one is very modest. In fact, in order to find it, it took the three of you quite a long time and asking around to many different people, because it's only marked by a small wooden sign that is worn incredibly with age, um, that still, that holds a a very worn image of the symbol of Bahamut on it. Um, inside, uh, there's only a few rooms, probably six to eight rooms. There's the one main um, chamber uh, where people come in to uh, to pray and to speak with the, uh, the priest or priestess there. Um, and we're going to say that uh, during this time, Glim, you might not have had much one-on-one time. Like you've set up your Zumba, you've 
you've gone out and you've stopped the the rat king you've taken in this um, this large ceremony um, but you haven't had a lot of one-on-one time with the the main priestess there uh kelbus crombiak uh she is a bronze dragonborn it's uh it's early morning and you get up and you come downstairs and she is just arranging some of the pews and putting out some some leaflets and just getting ready for the day. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to help. I'll just, like, help grab whatever needs distributing and doing while, while she's, you know, working as well. She notices you and says, oh, oh, th- 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 thank you. Thank you, Glim. Always so happy to help. How, uh, how are you today? I'm I'm quite well. It's uh it's it's a much lighter feeling in the city now that um now that people are headed back to their homes under such such a victory. Yeah, it was I've never experienced anything like that before, just all of those people and it was it was really incredible. Magical, some might say. Yeah, yeah, it felt spiritual for sure what um it seems like an awful lot of the people that have been here are just um going to get to go back home now yes that is that is what it seems the city will go back to uh, regular working order and hopefully everybody else hopefully their towns and, and villages aren't aren't too too far set back well, it seems like at a time like this, everyone's going to be really willing to work super hard and work together to get everything kind of sorted out back in their homes. That is the idea. And um, it, from the sounds of the plans, they're kind of going city to city. Um, so helping the first one, everybody in the caravan, and then moving along. So if everybody comes together, which they have done so far, it should go smoothly and Life would be back to normal, at least as normal as it can be. And life will go back to normal here at the temple, too? Um, that is the hope. Um, it's, uh, it's, there's been many people through here, met much more than usual. Uh, we don't usually get a, a large amount of traffic. Um, and what does normal mean here? I mean, it's a pretty small place. Yes, yeah, it, those that follow Bahamut aren't particularly um, about flaunting or drawing too much attention to themselves. They don't usually stick to one place for a great amount of time. They want to go out and do good and carry the name, as you, as you know. Well, that Bahamut, he's a real, he's a real uh, do-it-yourself kind of. You know, he he wants everybody to to do their own thing and take care of themselves, and it's part of why I love him so much. Bahamut, the DIY god. Right. Some is, might he say kind of. he wants to make it right. <laughs> no, no one would say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't compare Mike Holmes to Bahamut. <laughs> Blasphemy. Well, I I really appreciate you. Letting me and my friends stay here. Of course, you are always welcome. 
how long do you think you will be here? And where, where, where are you expected or where do you plan to go next? Well, I mean, I've told you about my destiny, so I have some things I need to do to accomplish that. But I don't know that I'm quite ready yet. I think me and my friends, if they'll come with me, maybe we need to go experience a little bit more of the world before it's before it's time to, you know, go find my destiny. Right. Do you have any suggestions or do you think I should stay here and study more or? I mean, you are certainly welcome to stay here and I'm more than happy to impart whatever wisdom that I have upon you. You mentioned previously that your um, next major step in your destiny is uh, traveling to Timanther? Yeah, I mean, the first part of my destiny was that I needed to find a, a halfling and then a half-orc. I mean, I found, I think I found my people. It sure seems that way. So I guess my next stop is to go to Timanthor and find the Citadel and pledge my oath, you know, to really, really kind of go steady with Bahamut, really make things serious, you know? You see her face go from a slight smile to... A bit more serious. And she says, um, my dear, what what do you know or what have you been told so far of Timanther and specifically the capital? Um, just that I have to go there. It's the birthplace of the dragonborn and I need to go and swear my oath. But um, if you mean logistics and practicalities, not very much. Well, let me... Let me do what I can to prepare you for what you might expect to see there. That would be incredible. Thank you. My fear is that it may have been slightly romanticized a bit for you. The citadel that you speak of is probably no more than what you see before you here. Timanther and Gerard Thamar specifically are a very militaristic place. Religion doesn't stand very highly among the dragonborn from, from our homeland, if you say. How long has your village been gone from Timanther? Oh, gosh, I mean, a long, a long, long time. You know, nobody, I don't think anybody there even has relatives, you know, like grandparents or great-grandparents that ha had been there themselves. So, right. many generations. The dragonborn there, specifically, and ma the majority of them, believe that there are no dragon gods. What? No. Where did they think we came from then? They believe, and there are a few, uh, obviously, who do believe more as we do. Um, they believe that the dragonborn 
were created on another planet, another plane, mirror to Toriel, which is where we are now. Created by dragons and by the supposed gods that they call themselves as slaves. And were used as such for work, for battle, for sustenance, if so needed. And when the two worlds, Abier and Toriel, collided, Timanther split to Toriel. And the majority of the dragonborn population still to this day, holds that value very high. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a sad way to live, but I guess I understand why they would be, you know, military and strong, and I guess they're awfully afraid these that they might be enslaved again. Exactly. So the citadel you seek is in... Gerard Thamar. And to properly pledge yourself to Bahamut, you may travel there. But know that your view of Dragonborn, specifically from your village, might be shaken when you arrive. I understand. I mean, thanks for warning me. We'll go to Moot. Yeah. Where do we find Moot? Uh, Moot uh, is finally walking back to the uh, Temple of Bahamut after his last shift, roofing, baubles and such. Worked off all that... All that... Well, I mean, you might not be done working there, but you, you've at least roofed it. I've at least done that job. Yeah. Um, during your time in Waterdeep, how often have you been um, casting spells? Uh, not very often, and it's been very small things like uh, Mage Hand. You know, if I forgot something down on the ground when I climbed up the ladder to get up on the roof, then I just, you know, crab clawed up to me. Never wanted a real spell, like a spell to be as real as I do right now. I know. Because that f- feels very, like, you know, it you get upstairs, so you realize you left your water downstairs, <laughs> right? your phone. I Just use like it crab all the claw time. Up to you. Just, well, I don't know if mine would look like a crab claw, but yeah. No, I think absolutely. they have to look like crab claws, Amy. I do they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think I read that huh. in the player's handbook somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Uh, you're thinking back on one of these times when something odd happened. Um, roll me a percentile die. Ooh. Or percentile dice, rather. Well, yeah, there's the two of them. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at a 10 and a 10. So, 11? That should be an 11. Uh, how tall is Moot? I think I've said somewhere around 6 feet in the past. Okay. Roll me a d10. Okay. That is a seven. 
Um, so what were you doing? Uh, was it just Mage Hand? And when did this happen? Uh, yeah, I was just uh, casting Mage Hand to uh, bring up a, a hammer that I'd left down on the ground. Perhaps today? Uh, yeah, like right at the last uh, last part of my shift. Um, you did this. Um, you were bringing up the hammer. You cast, you cast Mage Hand. You were bringing up the hammer. And you felt odd. You couldn't quite place it. And when you left, um, you said goodbye to Bombera, who really wasn't paying much attention. She looked up, kind of looked confused at you, and said, "Well, we'll see you. We'll see you on Monday, or whenever the next day of the week in Faerun it is." You have a good weekend. Um, and she went back to her book, not really paying too close attention. Um, you are, where are you headed? Uh, back to, uh, the Temple of Bahamut. You get a very distinct sense. How am I going to do this? Because this is... Everything He's trying seems, to destroy your world right no, now. No, I'm not trying to destroy your world. I'm just trying to figure out when Moot would pay attention to this. Well, it depends Never. on what Every- happened to him, right? <laughs> yeah. No, things things seem bigger. Just everything seems like it's just a little bit out of place. Okay, like he put on uh, a new prescription and your eyes like need that time to adjust to it? <laughs> sure, yeah, we could say that. Or like Mario getting hit with a, with a shell. <laughs> now pipes are a lot taller than they A lot looser. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're walking back down the street and you see Sully coming up towards you. I'm going to tell you what happened to him and then you can describe what you see. I give a wave and a Sully! (laughs) I walk up (laughs) to Moot and I just kind of take a moment and stare at him. What's, uh, what's up? Did you do something different with your hair? Uh, no, I mean, I think it's the same as it was before, and he kind of grabs his hair. New clothes? Uh, no, no, I've I've only have, like, the two outfits, and this is have one you of them. Been, have you been secretly wearing lifts and just didn't tell anybody? Lifts? You know, to make, you know, to make you taller. Make oh. a perception check, Moot. Ah, uh, that is an 11. Sully seems closer in your height to you than you, like, maybe you're just exhausted, maybe you're just super tired, but Sully seems like he grew. Gonna, like, hold my hand out and be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. It's, did you get bigger? <laughs> well, no. But did uh, I get smaller? I um, what? I I think so. I and I stand beside him and I do where you put your hand on your head to match where the other person is, and whereas before, if you were six feet tall. Oh god, how tall am I? Like probably count up to like feet tall? elbow. 
height? I'm, oh, I'm only three foot five. So I would be like, like waist height for you, essentially, like half your size. Now I am more like chest height. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there's something wrong with either your torso or your legs. Well, they feel fine. Um, I felt bad earlier. Maybe, do you think someone like cursed me or something? Why, you pissed someone off? I don't think so. I mean, I was just roofing all day. I can't imagine anyone was angry about that. Well, then I get probably not. I mean, when people curse people, I mean, it takes a lot. Uh, so I hear, and I, I don't know. Like, are you Benjamin Buttoning it? <laughs> the famous explorer? I don't. I don't think so. Well, didn't he get younger and younger, and he was getting smaller and smaller? Oh, different, different Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You, Are you growing backwards? You two, uh, I assume, continue at least walking kind of walking at a slow pace. You pass by the bakery that you 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 love to go. The Sun and Stars. Uh, that is the name of it. Yes. And you walk up to it and look through the glass like you usually do before you go in and purchase, and you are seven inches shorter now. <laughs> yeah. I Can we... We need to go quicker back to the temple. I need to... Maybe they can help out with this. Well, hold on. You're looking at the, the baked goods and we're just going to leave? I, I feel like this... Me being quite a bit shorter than normal maybe takes precedent over the croissants. What? It doesn't really seem to be like a life-threatening kind of... Like, what's so bad about being small, hmm? The door bursts open and the store owner named... You know, Tom, you've been I there would, no, so I have much. been there numerous times. You guys um, are besties. Mauritius? Remy. Oh, Remy's easier to spell. That's a better choice. Remy, what, what did you say? I said Carl? Mauritius. <laughs> Remy Mauritius. His name sounds delicious. It sure does. <laughs> Don't know how to spell that. That's how you spell it now. Remy comes out. He says, oh, Moot, it's such a pleasure to see you. We have some new... Cr- what? You seem uh, smaller, my friend. Yeah, I don't know. Some Something happened to me. Do you know anything about magic? Usually when people Usually when people eat here many times as you... They don't get smaller, they get wider. Well, yeah, I mean, I was there for a little bit till I started that roofing job, and then, you know, worked off all those extra turnovers I was eating. But, yeah, now Whoa. I just seem to be legitimately smaller than before. Which wow. I don't see why that's a problem, but apparently it's a problem. But, Sully, if you all of a sudden were seven inches taller than you normally are, wouldn't you be concerned about that? Now I'd be fucking ecstatic. Okay, what if you were seven inches shorter than you normally are? Oh, don't even put that out into the atmosphere, man. Sully starts to look around like someone's <laughs> going to jump out and curse him at any moment. He would be as small as a toadstool. This is that's, this is creeping that's on him. racist. Hilla. My grandmother was a toadstool. <laughs> well, he would come by it naturally then. Um, you're coming in for for some. For some, for some goods? Uh, can I rain check on the goods? I gotta go figure okay. out what's going on here first. 
Can he not rain check on the goods? <laughs> Only one chance. Is the bakery going under if I don't buy this something is this moment? usual time. I mean, perhaps there was something special said, and they'll never know. Oh, All right. right. <laughs> You head off back down the street and you make it back to the temple. Um, Sully chasing behind. I I run and like jump and we're eye level and I'm like. (laughs) 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 Ah, This is novel. I hope it never wears off. Uh, You burst through the door and Glim and uh, Kelbus are, are standing there speaking together. Hi, uh, hi, guys. Hi. Um, Look how small he is. What happened to your friend? You do. Oh, Moot, what happened? You're, you're I, just a real little guy now, aren't you? Because I'm I don't, very okay, big. Whoa, hold on a second. I don't know what what happened. I was roofing and I was uh, using my my crab claw to get some things down and I didn't feel very good. And then all of a sudden I'm short. I don't. I wonder if this happens to other people who are roofing. You know, like maybe it's like an epidemic or something that happens or roofing too much. They got roofied. You got roofied. I don't know if that's what they mean. Nope, that's fine. Um, I don't I don't like the sound of this. Yeah. Uh, well, did you it's... did you eat anything weird? Did you I, get, did somebody curse you? That's what I thought. Did, did you get bit by a spider? Because sometimes they can do things to you. Hmm. I don't remember being bit by a spider and Moot like starts like touching his arms and legs to like check for spider bites. No, I don't, I don't, I don't feel anything. Hmm. Maybe you're just growing backwards. Yeah. Had you considered that you're growing backwards? I mean, I hadn't. I didn't think people could do that. Does that happen a lot with half-orcs? No, we're always tall. Well, maybe you're going more to the half than you are to the orc. I... Wow. I'm fucking deep, man. I have a lot of thoughts that I just don't say. I think I'm just going to say them. <laughs> uh, Tom, how do you want to play this out? Do you want to roll intelligence to see if you remember talking to Gabriel about... Or Gabriel or Layden... About wild magic surges? Uh, I mean, I do remember talking to Gabriel about it, and nothing had happened at that point. Right, okay. So maybe Um, it's just taking a minute to, like, sink in that this is somehow related to that. could be. Okay, so maybe... Initial shock and everything. Yeah, maybe roll an intelligence check. We'll see if it kind of sinks in during this conversation. Well, and you don't want to think that you did this to yourself. (laughs) It must be a curse. to myself. (laughs) Uh, that's an 18 for the intelligence check Uh, so during the course of this conversation you're talking about curses and half orcs becoming more half than orc you something clicks in your mind um, talking to Gabriel about using magic the way that sorcerers do the way that you do and tapping into wild magic and how there can be adverse side effects wait Guys, do you remember what Gabriel said to me when we were leaving? He talked about things can, like, happen, things can come through the wild magic. No, I'm sorry. I really, I I don't, I'm not a very good listener. 
Well, you might have even been sleeping in the cart at that point. That sounds like me. Glim, do you rem- do you am I I'm, I I remember having this conversation. He said that sometimes like surges can happen. Maybe that's what happened. Right. And did he say something about smaller? Did he say something about what specifically would happen? Did he mention getting smaller? Uh, no, I think he was deliberately vague about what can happen. Hmm. It sounds like Gabriel. I once knew a wizard uh, that did the like the you like the the voodoo like you do, and uh, he he once he once tried to light a candle on fire, but accidentally brought through um, a wormling, uh, and <laughs> let me tell you, it was crazy because he was inside and everything. His room was trashed. Kelvis, do you do you know if there's any sorcerers or? magic teachers or anything in town here that maybe I could talk to? Um, well, or do you yes. know much about magic? I, do, I don't, I don't know a great deal about shrinking, uh, using magic, especially without knowing. I mean, there are, there are spells as far as I understand how to, you know, to grow and, and shrink individuals, but, but yeah, if, usually that's like the, the goal of the spell. That is the oh idea. Oh my god. Was it just really cold up on the roof? No, it Were was it's a nice warm a day. It was just hours ago. <laughs> Were you in a pool? <laughs> I was in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> um there, I mean there there are sorcerers, there are there's a school the school of uh of wizardry there um uh, they may be able to help you. Um, I, uh, I don't have much else for you, though. I can send hopes and prayers <laughs> that your height returns. I mean, th- thoughts and prayers don't do too much. Um, <laughs> this is three mentions in this episode of like thoughts and prayer. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so- called thoughts and prayers. But yeah. What about, uh, what about, what about a magic, a magic user or a teacher or a sorcerer or anyone you know of? Um, sure. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it will say, mean anything, but I mean, you can just, you can just go to, to the wizarding school. They have one of those here? Uh, this is Waterdeep. This is one of the, this is perhaps the largest city in Faerun. Of course they have a school of wizardry here. Idiot. I did not call him an idiot, Sully. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't Sully. <laughs> Sounded nothing like him. <laughs> um, at, at that moment, Sully, Sully got a little quiet. Sully, you feel a little twang in your side? Like, just a sharp pain? Ow! And we flash Ow. back to that morning. Where do you wake up and what do you do first thing in the morning? Uh, well, I wake up in the temple because that is where I'm staying. This is the question. These are the questions. Well, I know. Sully's not like a like a drunkard going out and sleeping in the streets. No, no, he likes a bed, uh, or at least like a bedroll. Uh, and he goes out, and I think he's a wanderer. He wanders through the streets. He stops in shops. 
He talks to different people. He, I think he stops infrequently. Right. To see Moot. <laughs> to, I think Moot's maybe disappointment. I don't know. But I have a feeling like not as much work gets done. Oh, I would think no Sully work would by. get done. <laughs> yeah. And, um... And so he really just spends his days kind of like milling about, touching shiny stuff, only occasionally stealing. Uh, He's this, really tried to stop that. This morning you wake up and you're getting dressed and ready for the day. And you kind of reach around. You get like an itch on your side and you reach back to your side and there's a lump there. What the fuck? It's about the size of a large marble. You can't quite see it from your angle. You kind of get a bit of a reflection in uh, in one of the windows. There are no mirrors in your room. Um, and it looks a little discolored. <laughs> Sully is not impressed. Make a wisdom saving throw. New dice. New dice. Oh. New oh, dice. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, fuck, it's a five, motherfucker. Wisdom. <laughs> it's a minus one. Four. You, um, you, at first you feel disgusted and like, where did this come from? But then as you, as you touch it, you feel a sense of compassion for it. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the middle. It's just me, your dungeon master, Russ Moore, here with you this fine day. Uh, a little late getting this together. We had a big record session for some episodes coming up uh, with Kyle Classett of Bombarded. And we can't wait for you to hear those episodes. Those will be coming up uh, beginning to mid-November. Looking forward to that. One thing we want to let you know is that we have a big sale going on for anybody and everybody over in our Tee Public store. All our regular shirts, all our designs, all of the things that we have going on over there. We've got some pretty cool D&D specific designs. We've got lots of Dungeons and Dragons designs, some Flamekins, some New Crew, some Decimators of Dragons. Uh, all those regular shirts will be on sale for $13 and everything else is going to be up to 35% off. We've got mugs, we've got pillows, we've got uh, stickers, all sorts of really cool stuff. Uh, the link for that, for our Tee Public storefront, where you can get all those sweet designs, is down in the description. And that sale is going on today through this weekend. And we'd really love if you go check it out, see if you find something, uh, some Dungeons swag uh, to adorn your wardrobe with. But because it's late, that's all I have for you today. So let's get back to the episode here and find out what's going on with these crazy new crew kids. And we will talk to you. Uh, well, I'm going to call you Ken. And I put my clothes on and I go about my day with my buddy Ken. And we flash back to uh, Moot getting the information that he needs. And she, uh, Kelbus says... Uh, it's uh, El Torchul Academy. Sorry, I forgot previously. I, I don't often frequent there. Um, it is a 
Magic School of Lord Thesp or El Torchul. I don't know if you'll be able to get him, but I'm sure there could be somebody there who would be able to help you. Magic School of what was his name? Uh, Lord Thesp El Torchul. El Scorcho? El Scorcho. <laughs> El Torcho, like he tortures a lot of people. All right. Okay, um, yeah, I guess maybe I should, like, go there immediately? If you so desire your height back? Oh my gosh, what if you just keep shrinking and shrinking and shrinking? Well, that's, uh, that's honestly a concern, so I think I should go right now. Does anyone want to come with, or everyone cool here? Well, I'll come with you. I think I might be able to help you see the Lord. I have a noble background, so I have an in oh, with the all. Lord. That's how I took it. I mean, I can definitely get you an Glim. in with Bahamut. I'll tell you a little more about him on our way. Sorry. He loves you. He was Lord. a bit of a rule breaker. Lord <laughs> he was a bit of a rule breaker. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll come too. Um, I have some questions of my own. And I, I pet the side of my <laughs> self. Still have compassion. Um, okay, you leave the citadel, or leave the chapel, temple, whatever we called it. I've said them all. <laughs> um, and you head towards, uh, she, uh, Kelbus gives you directions to the sea ward of Waterdeep. Um, and it is on the corner of Ivory and Diamond Streets. Um, and you walk up, and the Arcane Academy stands before you. It's um, housed at a large villa. And you step up to it. Uh, the, there is no gate. Um, there's a closed door at the top of a large flight of stairs, though. I, like, race up the stairs. <laughs> Open the Sorry, door. did you want to do any Lord talk in the streets? I cut. I jumped over that. <laughs> no, like like any proselytizing in the streets. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I always want to make sure uh-huh. you get your you get your daily daily five in. No, no. I mean the Zumba class takes care of a lot of my mission work in the morning. So fair enough. It's pretty pretty good. Perfect. Uh, sorry, moot. Yeah, so I, like, hustle up those stairs, not even really caring if they're, like, right behind me or not, and kind of throw open the door and head in and say, is is Lord Thesp here? Can I can I talk to Lord Thesp, please? Uh, there is a, a, a smaller, older woman who's seated behind the desk who lets out an audible, ah! as are, you throw are, the door open. Are you Lord Thesp? <laughs> No, dearie, I'm not Lord Thesp. What is... Does no one knock anymore? Sorry, it's... I've had a day. Oh, Um, me too. Oh, no, what happened in your day? Well, this half-orc just threw open the door (laughs) screaming, Get get me, Lord Thesp! I I was just sitting here reading my tales. But... Well, I skipped over that. My heart skipped a beat. I might have been on the please. Maybe I didn't. I meant to if I didn't. Fair enough. Um, How you brought friends. 
Yeah, yeah, these are these are my friends. I'm I'm Moot, and that's mm. Glim, and that's Sullivan Slight. Right. Uh, and yeah, I have a little like magic emergency. Ah, magic emergency. What is what is your emergency, my dear? Uh, well, I'm. Well, Sully, why don't you tell her? Oh, well, my <laughs> he's shorter. He looks perfectly fine to me. Well, this morning when he left, he was about this much bigger and. Sully holds up his hands about seven inches apart. Really? And now he's, like, not that much bigger. And he didn't have any issues with, like, sharp objects? No, I don't think that he cut any um, parts mm-hmm. of his body off. But, I mean, I haven't seen him naked, so. I uh, don't no, no, no. All my parts are there. Okay. Well. But... He does wild magic. He fucks up okay. to dump it. Great. I'm a secretary, so I don't really know. I can't really judge the needs of needs of the. You asked. I did. Well, I'm trying to diagnose before you I shouldn't. go. You shouldn't. You said you're just a secretary. Well, it's good triage. Triage secretary is what I am. You have to you have to narrow down what is needed here. Well, I have a question. Once you get him sorted out. Okay. Oh, right now. Oh, no, we'll come back to you. That's <laughs> oh, fine. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I see. <laughs> so, what do you, so what do you want, my my my, my new friend? Moot, m- moot, was it? That's a fun noise. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, that's that's moot. the one. Uh, well, I was wondering if I could I could talk to Lord Thess, because we were over at the Temple of Bahamut, and they figured that he mm. would probably be the good person to talk to about magic things. Well, Lord Thesp isn't here right now. Um... Does does he have like a, a another I mean, person who like teaches here or anything? I mean, we have we have several instructors instructors here. Do um, any of them deal with wild magic? What about know. that's a fun noise, what, right? What about I'm all about fun magical noises. side effects? Would you like me to go find somebody? Is that this would be it, fantastic? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. You wait. You you three wait right here. Okay. She slowly gets up. Takes her step. Oof, this is going to be a tiring walk. Takes another step. <laughs> Ma'am, would it be helpful if you could just send one of us no. to go fetch someone? If no, that'd be... no, no. It's my job. Okay. And she slowly walks around the corner. So I've got this. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Moot. <laughs> She's cleared around the corner. I mean, it might have just... Glim's right. It might have just been easier to send us. Well, I mean, to be fair, we've never been here before. We have no idea where we're going, and we don't know who we're looking for. So, what it have? But, I mean, if she said, hey, it's three doors down on the left. You're right. We could have handled that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you wait a, a, a quite a while, and she comes back and says, "Yes, um, someone will be right right out with you." She slowly walks back to her desk. Does anyone else want? Does anyone want to play rock so- rock sword scroll? <laughs> you hear. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll play. <laughs> yeah, okay. I knew you would. 
Uh, you hear footsteps coming down the hall. Coming around the corner, you see a um, taller-than-moot male. Um, he is a, a dark uh, tan skin, and he comes into the front entryway, and he says, um, Is it you three who require assistance of a great magical individual? Uh, well, it's just it's just me, really, but yeah, they came along for moral support. Well, Excellent. I have my own question, but I mean, let's take care of your height problem first. So, you have a height problem? Well, yeah, I, um... Okay, well, first, hi, I'm Moot. Yes. And that's, uh, Glim, and that's... You're Sullivan the noise Slate. she was making. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. She said it was a fun noise. It, she did say it was a fun no- She said there was a fun noise waiting at the front and needed magical assistance. Perfect. My name is uh, yeah. Burko. Hi, Burko. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, so, Burko, I do, or well, I have the capability of doing wild magic. Mm, not well. Uh, well, I mean, it's been pretty good up to this point, but uh, you are right about that. It did not go so well earlier today. I I cast a spell and then didn't feel great after it happened, and now I'm... Seven? Is it seven inches shorter than I was before, Sully? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's accurate. Okay. So I was just I, I was just curious, is this like a permanent thing? Is this gonna wear off? Can you reverse the effects? I just need um, information here. Mm-mm. Uh would you call this a debilitating effect? Well, for reaching things, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I don't, I, hold on. Let me talk to Fran here for a second. Fran. He goes over and he whispers into her ears. They look over at you. He gets up and says, okay. Um, well, I mean, we can, we can, I don't know what I can do for you here, friend. Um, if it is a spell, um, something that has an enlarge or reduce spell, obviously reduce. Well, um, yeah, but I. There's was, usually a time period in which it reverses. Sure, but just, I, I wasn't casting a spell of that nature. Mm. See, if I was casting something in that nature and it, you know, happened to hit me too, great, I understand that, but yeah, this was just like a mage hand. Right. Right. Um, well, I can tell you that I can make you grow for a minute. But, I mean, that doesn't really seem like it's going to fix the problem. No. No, it doesn't, does it? Um, See, most of the restoration spells revolve around restoring something ailing you. And you, my friend, as far as I know, are exactly as you are supposed to be. Hmm. I think he's saying you gotta suck it up. Being short 
is not a disability. Again, Sully, I didn't think it was. It's just not. I don't feel like myself like this. You know what? Give give me give me a couple days. Let me look into perhaps wild magic and any instances of shrinking of individuals because of said wild magic and see if I can't find anything that would flippy the effect. Is that the technical term? Sounds super academic. I am a magic professional. I've dabbled in macadamia myself. Um, but uh, so if we're done with with him, uh, what do you know about um, maybe having like a growth on yourself that you feel like lots of love towards? I'm not a doctor. Well, I don't think that it's uh, I don't think it's medical so much as mystical. Oh, well, if you love it, I mean, that's a bonus. Set it free? <laughs> no, well, if it's a growth on you, it might be hard to set it free. Yeah. Well, it just, it just showed up one day. Again, not a doctor. Oh, all right. Um, do you know where I can find a doctor? At the hospital. All right. Guys, can we make a pit stop at the hospital? By the way, there's a growth on my body that I'm quite attached to in a non-romantic, more of a platonic, uh, loving relationship. You are a weird bunch. <laughs> Just full of problems. Couple days there, good moot sound. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Burko. Come back and I shall tell you if I can help you or not. Okay. Um, so I guess the hospital? Thank you both so much. I've got Zumba out behind the Bahamut Temple. If you guys want to join me in there every morning, oh. it'd be great to see you. Oh, you're the Zumba. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Hope to well, see you. I might be there. Uh, Fran might have a hard time. I will see if I can assist her if she so desires. I haven't shaken, shaken like that in a long time. I could probably do it. All the more reason to come shake it, Fran. Shaking it right now. <laughs> Sully backs <laughs> away <laughs> through the doors and starts down the stairs. To the hospital. Come on, weirdos. Sully, I'm a bit worried. How long have you had a growth? Well, it's just been a couple days. Oh. It's only this big and he holds up a... I don't know. <laughs> it was like a couple inches across. I mean, that seems pretty... It's big, it Sully. Big. Does it hurt? Why well, no? And it just kind of came up, like, well, actually, I think it just was this morning. Oh, yesterday morning. I sometimes lose track of time. Either way, I have very strong feelings towards it, which is very strange because I don't have strong feelings towards very much. So, I mean, I have a little bit of medical training. Do you want? Do you want me to look? Sure. I lift my. <laughs> My shirt to show the side of my torso. Um, I mean, you can roll medicine. That's fine. I rolled we'll, a twenty. We'll play the game so, here. um, you see, um, not so much a lump as you see a bruise, like a large welt on Sully's side, 
an in, not an incision, but like a wound that looks like it's 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 rather fresh. Sally, are you sure this was a lump? Can you? I know it's kind of hard to twist around to see, but it's not really a lump. It's like like I don't know, like a welt or a cut. Did somebody? Uh, did somebody shift you? Like what happened here? Oh no, not for years. Um. I, I don't know. I, I don't recall hurting myself or anything like that. Nobody's cut me or, or anything like that. Uh, and I, I haven't... I can't really see it, so... And how do you... Do you still feel just like a lot of love for it? Well, yeah. I mean, it must be hard to be a, a welt on the side of a, a small halfling. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... We probably should get you to the hospital, though. It doesn't really look good. Yeah, okay. Let's check it out. If not for my safety, for his. All the music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Ryan Cushman, Joshua Dixon, Devin Michaels, Kat Waterflame, and Jacob Madden. Find out more at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Really kind of go steady with Baha Matt. Really make things serious, you know? You want to go steady with Baha Matt. <laughs> Uh, you hear footsteps coming down the hall. Horse footsteps? Yep. Maybe it's a centaur. centaur. Oh, imagine. Is his name Firenze? I, I gave you ducks last time, okay? Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> right yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Experts in ethical human relocation. This job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bots gotta do it. Oh. Human Be Gone. Coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Human Be Gone.